All right, there we are. Got to get all hooked up here. All right, uh, as I was thinking about today, I, I, this is always one of my favorite services. Again, it's fun to see everybody come back and so on. But, but I also enjoy it because it's, it's so good for us to give thanks. It really is a good thing to do. It's an important thing to do. And, and, and on the one hand, part of it is it's just something we ought to do, right? I mean, we train our children when they get a gift, say thank you. And so too, when God has given us so many good gifts, we, we say thank you, God. It, it's good for us to give thanks. It's, it's, it's something that we ought to do. But I want to let you know something else, that, that giving thanks is not just something that we ought to do. It's also actually literally good for us. It actually has some really good benefits for us. Uh, four years ago, uh, Forbes magazine um, published an article right around this time. It was in, 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 thanks, uh, in November. But Forbes magazine published an article, and it was seven scientifically proven benefits of gratitude. In the last 20 years, there have been any number of studies. It's kind of been a hot area of study of, of people in the social sciences, not from a religious standpoint, but just in the social sciences saying, what happens if people are grateful? How, how does it impact their lives? What changes in their lives? And they found consistently that if people were grateful, things changed in their lives. If people were filled with thanksgiving and, and gratitude. Uh, one of the ways that they kind of checked that is they'd have two groups, one control group, but then they'd have another group. And in the second group, they would have uh, three or four times a week write in a gratitude journal. Just take a moment and just write down and say, today I'm grateful for. Five minutes, three or four times a week. And they found amazingly uh, interesting and important benefits of that. Uh, they found people had better relationships. Grateful people have better relationships. Thankful people have better relationships. Have better physical health, okay? They have better physical health. They heal more quickly. Okay, I, I don't know if I'm, I'm not, can you? I'm locked up up here. Oh. Well, there we are. We can just go through all of these, right? They get better, better physical health, better mental health. People are happier when we're grateful, um, more able to care for others. They found out that when people counted their blessings, uh, they, they were more empathetic toward other people, less aggressive towards other people. Uh, people slept better. Grateful people sleep better. It improves self-esteem. They felt better about themselves, and it makes you smarter, I mean, it's just crazy, but it, it, if you are grateful, it increases your mental strength. These are the benefits, and these have been proven scientifically uh, that, that these are the benefits of, of thankfulness and gratitude. So Time Magazine jumped in last year, and uh, they gave seven surprising health benefits of gratitude, okay? And some of these overlap, but they said, you know what? You're, you're more patient, if, if you show gratitude, you have better relationships. That one carries over. A better self-care, people tend to do that. A better sleep, that one's again on both lists. This one's interesting. You may, it may stop you from overeating. If you're grateful, you don't have a sense of saying, I need to, I need to get more and more. Which is ironic that on this day of Thanksgiving, most of us will overeat. But maybe if we're grateful, we won't. All right, it may stop you from overeating. It can help you ease depression. Again, not just solve it, but, but it can help ease depression, and it gives you lasting happiness, okay? It gives you lasting happiness. It's good for us to give thanks. It's good for us to gather together here, not just because we ought to, but because it's literally good for us. I know that. I think all of us have a sense of that, right? We have a sense that, that somehow deep down, it, it just we like ourselves better when we're grateful, right? We, we feel happier when we're grateful, and yet, if we're honest, giving thanks always doesn't come easy for us. 
It, it doesn't come easy for us. So I look at my life, I, I don't see somebody who's always grateful. I don't see somebody who's always giving thanks. I don't see somebody who is consistently doing that. And so I want to think about that with you. If we go to the next slide there. And, and, and I was thinking about that this week, and I thought, why is that? Why, why do I sometimes struggle? Maybe why do you sometimes struggle with gratitude? And I came up with some things, and maybe you can come up with some on your own. But I think sometimes it's just the brokenness in this world that is so tough. Right? Sometimes when we are in that place where everything seems to be falling down on us, if we are in that deep valley of the shadow of death, when we are in those places, when it feels like it can be really hard to feel gratitude because we're just trying to survive. So sometimes it's, it's that. Sometimes I think more often for me, for many of us, is, is I just fail to notice God's good gifts in my life, right? We just, we just don't notice those things. Here's something we need to understand about gratitude. Gratitude is always a response, okay? I can't make myself feel grateful, you can't say to your kids, you have to be grateful. You, they can't produce it. It's a response. It happens, in a sense, naturally when we receive a good gift. When we receive a good gift, we respond with gratitude. That's how God wired us up. That's how we're created, that, that this good gift comes to us, and then, and, and, and then we respond with gratitude. But so often, I even, don't even notice all the good gifts in my life around me. Sometimes, I think we're too busy. We're just running around here and there and doing all of this stuff and, and, and we just don't take down the stop and, 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 and notice all the good gifts of God. I think that's one of the reasons why a, a, a gratitude journal was so helpful for people. I mean, people who were in the hospital, they healed more quickly and I think part of it was is every day, I think, for those folks, but every day they would just stop and say, you know what, I'm thankful, I'm thankful for this hospital. I, I don't like where I am, but I'm thankful that there are good nurses. I'm thankful my pain is, is down to a seven today. And, 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 and it just forced them to slow down. We get so busy. I think, again, that's why we have Thanksgiving Day, to try to help us slow down and just actually look around and see God's good gifts. Second reason that we, I think, fail to notice things is we get used to good gifts. There's actually a technical term for this, and you can impress everybody at the Thanksgiving Day table today. But the this, this psychological technical term for this is hedonic adaptation. So just drop that on somebody today. Just say, ah, it seems like you're struggling with a bit of hedonic adaptation. And like, what it, it just means we get used to it, right? Imagine the situation. If you don't have a car, you don't have a car, and, and you have to ride the bus, your bike, walk, whatever it is. You don't have a car. And then somebody gives you a car. Boom. I'm so grateful for that gift, right? I mean, I'm, it's so wonderful. But you know what? Within two weeks or two months, you don't even remember what it was like not to have a car. And, and you don't even really appreciate that car very much. We are amazingly, again, this is scientifically proven, we are amazingly able to adapt to the pleasures of our life. It just becomes the new normal. You have a 32-inch TV. Somebody gives you a 55-inch TV. The world is great. Two months later, you don't even notice it because you're just used to what we have. And, and I think sometimes, I mean, I, I did this. I thought, okay, Ron, do this. And so I challenge you to do this. When you walk into your house, apartment, any place, but just walk in and actually look at your place through the eyes of somebody who doesn't have much. I did that yesterday. I went, I have a microwave oven. Do you know how cool it is? I can take a hamburger out of the freezer. I have a freezer. I can take a hamburger out of the freezer, and two and a half minutes later, I can start to cook it. It's thawed out. 
I actually have two microwaves, one upstairs and one downstairs. I mean, how cool is a microwave oven? And I have a refrigerator and a freezer. I have chairs. I have chairs. I have more chairs than I can sit in. I have good chairs to sleep in. I have wonderful chairs. I have tables and, and lamps. All that stuff, right? We walk in and it's just our stuff. It's just there. But, but it, what if we could stop and actually see it? We're so used to it. I think sometimes we fail to notice God's gifts. I think sometimes we... What happens is that we, I can't quite read it back there. Oh, we think we've earned all that we have. There it is. We think that we've earned all that we have, right? I don't give thanks to necessarily Andy when he gives me a paycheck. I don't every month come and say, thank you for paying me. Because I say, well, I worked for it. I earned it. And, and, and if I go home and say, well, yeah, I got a microwave, but I earned it. I'm not thankful for it. If I recognize it's only God who gave me breath, it's only God who gets my heartbeat, it's only God who gives me any gifts and abilities, then I start to say, oh yeah, I guess it is all a gift. Sometimes I fail to notice gifts, we all do, I think, because sometimes we're just jealous. I, I'm focus, focused more on what you have and I don't than on what I have, right? I, I, I have a car, but it's not as nice as yours, I have a house, but it's not as nice as yours. I have a boat, but it's not as nice. Whatever it is, fill in the blanks. And if we spend our time comparing ourselves up. Anyway, these are some of the ways I think that, that I struggle sometimes. Of why it is it's difficult for me to give thanks. Why it is that it doesn't always come easy. And so the question I want to take just a few minutes to think about is, how do we grow in gratitude? How do we grow more grateful. What, what do we do? And, and I'm gonna, just going to focus on one thing. There's more than this we can do, but I think the bottom line, the, the best way for us to grow in gratitude is, is to remember. We grow in gratitude. We remember that God's grace is always with us. Focus on God's grace. To know that God's grace is always with us on the best day that you have. On the day that this past year that you celebrated more than other and your, God's grace was there. And it was there and you could celebrate it because God's amazing grace and on your worst day ever, God's grace was there. Didn't take away the hurt, it didn't take away the pain, but God's grace was there. And so I think what we need to do is is we need to remember over and over again that God's grace is always with us, that it always has been, that it is right now, and that it always will be. The Apostle Paul teaches us this, okay, that we grow in grace in, in, when we remember that, that, that God's grace is with us all the time. He, he teaches us this in 1 Corinthians 1, uh, verses 4 through 9. Paul, Paul gives thanks for the Corinthians, and, and he gives thanks for the Corinthians, but he also gives thanks to God for God's amazing grace in the Corinthians' life. And as he does that, he looks at how God's grace was there for them, what God's grace is doing today in what God's grace will do. So let's take a look at those and think about that and, and, and just let these things kind of move into your heart. We start by just remembering God's grace in the past. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 4, Paul says this, I always thank my God for you. I always thank my God for you. Why? Because of the grace that was given to you in Christ Jesus. I always thank my God for you because of the grace that was given to you in Christ Jesus. I am so thankful. Paul thinks back to when they first became Christians, 
when they first discovered God's amazing love, when they first felt God's amazing acceptance, when they first knew what it was to know that they were no longer just captive to their, to their old nature. The grace of God. Paul says, I'm so thankful because the grace of God was given to you for you were made rich in every way in him. I mean, God's spirit came in you. You were made rich in every way in, him, in, every, uh, in all of your speech and in every kind of knowledge. And, and when I saw God's spirit at work in you, this confirmed among you the testimony about Christ. Paul says, I was so excited at what God has done in your past. And, and, I, and I think that's where we need to start, by remembering God's grace in the past. And so I ask you just to kind of take a couple of moments and, and just ask yourself, where in the past have you really felt and experienced God's amazing grace? Can you think of the time when you first felt forgiven when you first knew you were forgiven I I can't think of the first time I knew it I can't think of that but I can think of the first time that I'm aware of that I really experienced it and felt it in the deepest part of my soul again I talked about this before Heritage Christian Reformed Church out on 84th Street somehow in Stan Mass Sermon it just connected with me and we sang Amazing Grace and I felt like I I was there just surrounded by angels and I was like God you are so amazing. You are so powerful in your grace that you love me and you forgive me. And I go back to that, that God's grace was there, that God's grace was in my past. Can you think of a time when you, when you just knew that God loved you? I hope you have those times. I, again, I can think of a time being up on South Manitou Island. On the west side, there's a big sand dune if you've ever been out there. And watching the sunset and, and looking out over Lake Michigan, and again, that same sense, just knowing God's grace was surrounding me, knowing God's grace was there, and I was loved, and, and I was a camp counselor at the time, and so I still had 10 really, well, challenging middle school students to deal with, okay? But it was just like I could do it. I knew that God's grace was there and I think back to that moment do you have those kind of things do you have have a time when you knew that you were accepted when you just felt it remember those times give thanks to God for those times remember the grace of God that was given to you that's where we start we remember God's grace in the past second we remember God's grace this will shock you in the present Paul says, I'm so thankful for what the grace of God has done in you, but now I'm thankful for what God's grace is doing in you, or what it has done in you, now what it's doing in you today. And and in other places, it's interesting what Paul focuses on in 1 Corinthians here. In other places, Paul makes it clear that he is just thankful for God's presence, that we can know right now that God is with us, that, that, that God is never going to let us go, that nothing, Romans 8, nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. He was thankful for God's presence. He was thankful for God's provision. My God, Philippians 4, will provide all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. I know my God will take care of me. I know that God, it doesn't mean I'm going to have a lot. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. And, and, and so we think about just the daily blessings that God gives us. But it's interesting because in this letter, in 1 Corinthians 1, you know what Paul is thankful for? For the spiritual gifts that God has given to them. Look at verse 7, all right? For the spiritual gifts. Therefore, Paul says, you do not, present tense, right now, 
Because you've been made rich in Christ, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. You don't lack, in that Corinthian body, and they had some real problems there, but you've got enough gifts. You have what it takes. You have everything you need in order to make a difference. Paul says, I just thank God that his grace is alive and active in you. And I think about that for us. Think about the grace that God has given us and, and, and how Paul, Paul is thankful for that in the Corinthians life, but how in our life where God has given us this grace. Go ahead to the next slide there. What about us? How are we doing with that? Think about your family. Think about kids. Think about spouses. And think about the differences. And yes, they can bother you because she doesn't think like you and he doesn't think like you and your kids don't always think like you. But it's often a result of different gifts. And if we can learn to celebrate those gifts, it is an amazing gift. I just jotted some things down this week as I was thinking about it of of the gifts that I'm thankful for in all of you. I'm thankful for leadership and wisdom. I'm not all that bright on a whole lot of things, especially when it comes to managing finances or whatever. And I'm just so thankful for those of you who have gifts of of wisdom and leadership and your willingness to share them. I'm so thankful that I'm not in charge of this church, but we have elders and deacons. And I'm thankful for the wisdom that they bring to the table. I'm thankful for how caring so many of you are the gifts of loving others that you have. I hear about it time and time again, that, that somebody was lonely and somebody else came and just, just spent some time with them or visited or sent a card or did whatever it was. I am so thankful for the caring that you show, for the love. I'm thankful for Daniel because he's better at this than I am. And you should be thankful for Daniel because he's better at it than I am. Thankful for different gifts of caring. I'm thankful for gifts of music. I don't have them. You know, sometimes we'll talk and Steve will say, yeah, somebody was off on that song. And I'm like, I didn't notice it. I Like pitch, I don't know. It's like all close enough for me. Uh, and, and, and. But for people who can play, who can sing, who can move our hearts through the power of music. I'm so thankful for the gifts of music. I'm thankful for giving, for gifts of giving, for that. It's on a day like today, I, I, you know, when we can celebrate that, that, that this building is paid off for. I mean, I was going to burn the mortgage here, but Randy Helmus said, no, we can't have open fires. He's a... Anyway, but giving, and I'm so thankful for your faithfulness in that. For gifts, people with gifts of organization, for people who can take chaos and, 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 and make order of it. Do you realize how nice that is? And if you're married to somebody, it might drive you nuts to saying they're always trying to organize everything. Friends, your life would be horrible without it. Okay? You need that other gift. All right. Organization, teaching, I mean, just so many good gifts. Um, building, again, I think about that, and I look at those of you who are on the construction team. I, I, I loved to go watch when they were doing construction stuff, because I can't do that. And it's just amazing to me that these walls go up and don't fall down. And, and the paint matches. <laughs> and, and there's plumbing. I mean, thank the Lord for plumbing. And electrical. And, and, and anyway, and, and, and think about this. I think this is true. We have everything we need to make a difference. God has gifted Hillside. 
to make a difference the way he calls us to. I think he gifts every church with what that church needs to make a difference. And God has given us the gifts that we need. And that is so cool. And I'm so thankful that we don't sit here and say, yeah, but we're not as good as them. No, but we are who we are. And God has given us these gifts. And God doesn't call us to be anybody else. He calls us to use the gifts that he's got us. And we have enough gifts. So we see God's gifts and we give thanks to God for God's grace in the present. We remember God's grace in the past. We remember God's grace in the present. And the third, we remember God's grace will always be there. Paul goes on to that, verse 8. He says this, He will, God will also strengthen you to the end. He, he was there at the beginning. He gave you these gifts. Now he will also strengthen you to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will strengthen you to the end. Then verse 9, God is God, who called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. He's faithful, always has been, always will be. We remember God's grace will always be there. And, and, and I want you to just, again, take a couple of moments and think about that. Think about the fact that God will be with us no matter what. God will be with us no matter what. Some of us are facing some real questionable things. Uh, some of us have diagnoses that are out there. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I, I can tell you, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this, God will be there. I know God will be there every step of the way. God will never let us go. I am so thankful that God has promised me that he will, nothing can take me out of his hands. God will never let us go. And one day, on that day of Jesus Christ... <laughs> On the day of our Lord, the day when Jesus is revealed, on that day God will make all things new. Some of you have had the opportunity to visit Niagara Falls. Okay? It's an amazing place, right? You've had the opportunity to be there. You can see it from this angle. You can see it from down below. And, and just imagine this. Now, I, I, this is an amazing thing. But the amount of water going over Niagara Falls, it's more than 700,000 gall- gallons every second. Every second, more than 700,000 gallons of water. That's over 3,000, or about 3,160 tons of water every second. I mean, that just, that's just unbelievable. Second after second, minute after minute, hour after hour, day after day, it just keeps coming. There's a story that's told of a, of a guy who did a painting, and it never became famous. Uh, I don't know for sure if the story is true, but he did a painting of the Niagara Falls, and he, and, 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 and he gave it to a gallery, and they said, what do you call it? He said, I don't know, I didn't give it a name, it's, it's just my painting of the Niagara Falls. And he said, well, no, we need a name, you need to, and, and he came up with this name, he said, call it More to Follow. More to Follow. That's God's grace. There's more to follow, friends. God's grace, again, it doesn't mean, and, and, and you can take and say, well, God's just going to pour 700,000 gallons of blessings on me in the next second. It doesn't mean, no, but, but it means that it's going to keep coming, and there's more to come. And God's grace is not going to, to stop. It's not going to run out. It's not going to get dammed up. It's not going to do any of that. It will be there. One day, God will make all things new. There is more to follow in God's grace. Let's wrap it up. It's not always easy. It isn't to be thankful. But if we can remember God's amazing grace, that it always has been there, that it's with us right now, and always will be there. If we can do that, we can learn to say, God, we can grow in gratitude and say, my God, 
how great you are. Let's pray together. Father, help us to stop and just feel your grace. Again, there are so many other gifts, but right now, just your amazing grace that has been there in our lives, your amazing grace that is just wrapping around us right now, your amazing grace that gives us just gifts and opportunities to serve you, and your amazing grace that has more to follow, that your grace is never going to run out, your grace will never end. And, And Father, remind us that one day all things will be made new. One day it will all be perfect. May we live in gratitude. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.